Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 114, and today's topic is Queens Season 1, Episode 9, Title bars and the description reads lauren deals with an overzealous fan this was a really good episode and i can't wait to get into it break it down dissect it like we do over here on this platform i don't really have any church announcements happy new year i want to say to my podcast family i will be back on friday our snowfall on fridays continues and this friday we will be covering episode six of season four snowfall does return on february 23rd so i am so excited and we'll continue to dissect and everything dissect and break down everything of season four each friday i will be back on sunday because our Power Book 2 Ghost returns from its winter break. So our shows are slowly returning. I know Big Sky still has a little bit more time off, but for the most part, everything is coming back. I do have something special planned for the whole month of February, and I'll break that down as we get closer to that time. And I also have another episode that I'm going to upload sometime in the middle of next week. I'll try to get it out this weekend. But as of now... Um, don't forget to come back for our snowfall on Fridays and on Sunday for our Power Book 2 recap. As always, if you want to follow me on social media, you can hit me up on Facebook. That is Alicia Shanice. You are more than welcome to inbox me. Or you can hit me up or follow me on Instagram at Alicia Shanice Reviews and you can DM me as well. Um, also, if you need to email me for any sorts, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can hit me up on either of those platforms. And if you have something that you would like for me to recap, it could be a documentary, it could be a TV show, it could be a movie, it could even be an album for some music. And you just want to hear my recap, all you got to do is hit me up on Facebook, IG, or email, and I will happily take a look and break down my recap. Don't forget, if you love music, like I love me some music, you can always follow my music playlist. I have made them all public for you to jam to, and it is exclusively on Spotify. And if you go type in Shanice Loves, which all my playlists are under, I know for sure you'll see one, and it'll take you to the rest of them if you click on that picture profile and you can see all my playlists. So that is enough of me rambling. Let's go ahead and talk queens. Name is Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. So this episode starts with the ladies and Eric and Little Muffin. They're gathered at the cemetery having like an emotional goodbye. We can't see whose gravesite they're at, but you can tell they're um, trying to make the audience think that it's, you know, Brianna's. And, you know, they're having like a tearful goodbye. 
Um, you know, they're talking about Darren's trial that is approaching and the ladies are saying like the Queens are dead and, you know, they kind of huddle together. Um, and Eric tells them like, you know, take care of you guys, take care of yourself and make sure everyone keep in touch. So it's kind of like everybody kind of goes their separate ways and it does not show us whose name is on the tombstone. So, you know, when you're first watching it, you're like, uh, what's going on? Where Brianna at? <laughs> Cause you know, as we know, Miss Eve is on, uh, uh, you know, leave because she's pregnant. Um, so we get into the next scene and we get a nice, beautiful family scene and we see Eric, Naomi and Jojo and Muffin. They are all staying under one roof, which is Brianna's home. And the two are co-parenting, but also trying to figure out like, you know, what are we? Are we baby daddy, baby mama, roommates? friends and lovers they trying to figure it out after they had that passionate kiss in the hospital we also learned that you know eric is now broke because he did pay jada kiss so now he doesn't really have any money left either so we get into the next scene and we see valeria she is in the studio she's spinning some bars she's talking about the queens their sisterhood and missing brianna and you know uh rewinding time starting all over and how she's alone you know she's just in there spinning her bars and we you know see she's also working with a new producer and it's like some little flirtation appearing in this little scene and as she should valeria had been through a lot with the whole mom ordeal so i was sitting there watching that scene like you better get your man girl they're gonna get you some so we go into the next scene and we go to Jill's world and we see Jill is now getting her acting on, but she's having a hard time dealing with everything, you know, everything she's been through. She took a drastic change in her life. One minute she's married and then she's living like a double life, having an affair. Then the affair gets open and she leaves her husband for Tina. And then she gets like, popular from the media the media is loving her the attention kind of goes to her head making her lose herself and darren loses his damn mind and gets the stalking and shooting so you know she just feels like everything that's happened in the cause of the group and brianna is her fault and she is not handling it well so um we go into the next scene and we see naomi and muffin they're talking about the future and muffin She's ready to retire from the rap game. She wants to be a public defender. She wants to pass the bar exam. So she wants to take that serious. So we see Muffin, Lauren. She wants to be Lauren. She doesn't want to be the character Little Muffin. She wants to change her life and go into a whole nother direction away from the industry. She's, you know, living with Eric and Naomi, which is a good structured home. They're there for her. She's clean and sober. So this is the type of environment she needs to be in then from them little fake friends she had that was trying to get her right back, you know, off the wagon. So we get our first appearance from Remy Ma, Zadie, Lady Z, who is an old rival 
of Naomi. They battled against each other back in the day. Now she works for the grocery store. And she we learned that she used to be one of the coldest rappers in the history of rap. So we get a little backstory on her past and what she was about. And Lil Muffin kind of cracks the joke like, well, she's working at the grocery store. So who you think won? <laughs> So we get into the next scene and we see Valeria is out on a dinner date with Thomas, the producer. They're getting to know each other and, you know, learn what they want in life. They're just talking. The restaurant closes. They finish their date up at a diner and then they finish the third part of their date up at a chapel saying, I do. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> they doing it straight faith evans and biggie style biggie biggie wedding style they they married like in two weeks of knowing each other <laughs> but this was one day but um we get into the next scene and we see jill she's waking up from a startled nightmare and she looks at her phone and she has a lot of missed calls from Valeria. You know, she's just not handling everything well. She's shaky. She's unable to work right. She's having nightmares, unable to sleep. So we see it's a lot going on with Jill. She's isolating herself from everyone. And we also see that little publicist, journalist lady, she ain't nowhere to be found. You know, when you up and you up, everybody around. And when you're going through everything, everybody distance themselves. But we see her sisters are still trying to be there for her and be that support system. But she's isolating herself. So we get into the next scene and we see Eric and Naomi. They kind of talk about Jill and, you know, how they're worried about her. And they talk about Lady Z. And, you know, what happened with, you know, her career and how it had to be her fault, you know, because she had the whole world. She had the best producer. And, you know, it's her fault that she's working at the grocery store and she had this ego. So they're kind of going on and on about Lady Z. And we go into the next scene, child. We got this damn cash mermaid chick. She dissed the muffin. With those whack ass bars. And she got muffin old friends around. Y'all know I didn't like them from they was just child. Anyways. So she's sitting up there trying to gain clout off muffin name, doing diss tracks and everything else, and they rooting her own. Just a mess. So we get into the next scene and we see JoJo runs and shows Muffin the video. And Muffin is up there studying for the bar exam. And, you know, JoJo is telling her, like, look, I know you're trying to study and all, but um, you need to respond. And then you can go ahead and retire after. But we need to retaliate against this little mermaid bitch. <laughs> so we get into the next scene. And we see Naomi goes to see Zadie. And, you know, as she's talking to her, Zadie ain't trying to hear it. She says, you know, she's happy being employee at a month at the grocery store. She living a normal life. She don't want nothing to do with the industry. And, you know, she kind of like walks away. And we go directly to the next scene and we see Valeria. She calls Naomi and meets up, you know, telling her and Eric and Muffin that she got married. And they looking at her like she done lost her mind, you know, Thomas and Eric, they kind of sit down and they kind of fill each other out. And, you know, Thomas like, she's special. And Eric like, I know she's special. Kind of hitting that, you know, he know exactly how special she is. And um, 
Naomi, you know, Muffin is happy for Valeria, but Naomi is like, you don't know him. You got to be careful. You just came out of this ordeal with your mom. But, you know, they come over there and all they all toast and celebrate to the newlywed couple. So after that, we go into the next scene and we got Naomi in the studio listening to some beats and Zadie comes in. She shows up and, you know, Naomi is happy to see her because she wanted, you know, to get her back in the booth to do some recordings with her, to let bygones be bygones from the past. They in their 40s now, you know, they was rivals and battled against each other back in the day. And, you know, when you get that one rival you've been against all day, um, your whole life, that might actually be a friend of me. And that somebody who's 80 is bringing that passion back out of Naomi that she's been missing. So, you know, Naomi, uh, they kind of talk a bit about it. And, you know, she can tell that Zadie misses the industry, misses the, the rap game, you know, and she gets in the booth. And does what the fuck Remy Ma does. By the way, Remy Ma is one of my favorite female MCs. Like her whole career, her life is so inspiring with everything she went through. But I'm not about to go through a long tangent. But just y'all need to know I love me some Remy Ma. And Naomi, she's in there uh, as they're, you know, creating this song with Remy's um Zadie spitting these bars. Naomi sings the hook with those beautiful brandy vocals that I love so much. And they make a dope song. They make a dope song. And you can tell that Zadie has missed being in the studio. She's missed recording. And she's like found her inner peace, you know, when she was in there just letting everything out and talking about why she left the industry and what happened. So we get a little, you know, backstory about that a little bit with her bars. So we get another scene. And while Muffin is studying for the exam, we get this fake bad baby chick who calling her and asking, can she advise her and letting her know, like, look, I'm sorry. I was just, you know, cloud chasing, basically. Can you be a mentor to me? And Muffin, you know, she's in good spirits. She's, you know, on high vibrations. And she like, you know what? I ain't even tripping off that. I'll help you out. And I'm just thinking, like, don't do it, Muffin. Don't do it. So we get into the next thing. And we got the newlywed couple. They're talking, making plans about visiting New York and Jersey to, you know, meet Thomas's family. And as he's going on and on about family values and he can't wait to meet her parents and her mom and, you know, how it's important to him. And, you know, his family can't wait, make, wait to meet her. She starts to get upset, you know, because he's asking so many questions and probably, you know, it's been hard for her her whole life but everything she went through with the fake mom scam you know is hitting even more and more so we go directly to the next scene and we see jill is still struggling and having nightmares with everything going on and we see her assistant you know keeps coming in checking on her letting her know like don't you think you should just call your friends you might need them at a time like this but jill is still isolating herself from the world and throwing herself into work so we get into the next scene and we see Naomi and Zadie, they go out for drinks and, you know, they talk and we see Zadie went through a lot with the industry. She even mentions predators, which we know they do exist, 
you know, and then they're probably going more into this with everything going on, how it is in the world now, how, you know, everybody's exposing what's, what's going on in the industry behind the scenes. So they're kind of writing it into the show and she's, you know, basically talking and you can tell that she has been violated and that might've stirred her away from the industry. So they're kind of bonding and talking and, you know, getting to become friends. So we get into the next scene and Jill goes to score some Kokiana. After being clean for so many years, just to help cope with the pain. And she meets up with her old drug dealer and, you know, scores a, scores a pack. So we get into the next scene and we see Naomi. She tells Eric about Zadie being sexually assaulted and blackballed by the um, producer who did it. And she feels horrible because back when they battled in the past and, you know, had they rap battles, she even threw that up in, you know, in a bar. And she like, I had no idea this was going on. I feel bad, you know, because she had no idea. And, you know, she asked Eric to help Zadie. And of course, he's going to do what Naomi asks, you know. Eric is a good guy. You know, the first episode, we thought he was like a jerk. And then we kind of even thought he was like an asshole in the second one. But as it progressed, Eric is really a good guy. <laughs> so we get into the next scene. And we see they set Muffin up for a viral moment. And, you know, the girl come in there with uh, Muffin old friends. They got the... The phone's recording to get a viral moment. She's egging her own, calling her out her name. But Muffin, she got her head on strong. She don't even let it phase her. And she walks out on their ass, as she should. Maturity, maturity, Muffin, maturity. So we get into the next scene, and we see Jill driving and reminiscing. And she gets pulled over by the cops. And at first, it looks like it's going to be fine, like just a fix-it ticket for the registration being expired. But then the cop number two approaches the uh, the driver's window and asks, was the bag, you know, that was throughout the car hers? And, you know, it kind of cuts to the next scene. So we go to the next scene and we see Valeria confides in Naomi and Eric about Thomas family values being very important to him and how she's scared to tell him about her family and that she was an orphan and everything that she's been through she's scared to open up to him but this your husband now so it's best to do what you have to do and just be honest so you don't you know feel hurt every time he mentions everything like so they're trying to let her know, like, look, if you got married to him, if you want this to work, you're going to have to be honest. So we get into the next scene and our girl Muffin decides to strike back as she should. And she goes to the studio. We got Valeria in there. We got Naomi in there. We got Eric and Jojo. They kind of there for support and hyping her up. And she spit them damn bars on this damn fake ass mermaid chick. And we go to the next scene, 
and Jill calls the crew from jail and they run to her rescue, of course. They console her, they take her home. You know, these girls and Eric, they are family. So they go there and they have been wanting to be there for her, but she's been, you know, isolating herself. So they embrace her with an enduring hug and take her back to the house. And we get into the next scene and we see the girls catch up with Jill. They let her know what's been going on. They lean on each other for support. You know, they ask her like, do you need help? Because remember, that's one reason why her and Muffin related so much with each other because Jill had a drug problem back in the day and she's been clean all these years and she lets them know like, look, with everything going on, I bought it, but I never used it. I threw it out the window before, you know, I could even touch it. So the girls are catching up with Jill and Muffin, she runs downstairs and we see Muffin is loving this public defender trial she on with studying and getting ready for her exam and we see she didn't make calls all around and got hung up on but she caught the mayor and was able to save the day for Jill's case you know because that was going to be a hard one to prove because they had no idea if she actually stole, um threw the coke out of the window so after that we get into the next scene, and Eric comes down and tells the girls Zadie is still black broad. He did some digging around. He did ask some questions. You know, he was trying to help her out, and uh, she's still black broad. You know, she had some bad dealings with the real powerful producer, and he also lets them know that with Muffin's disarm, the world is ready for Muffin to, you know, return from her short-term retirement. After that, this song went viral. They, The world is ready for Muffin again. And the ladies decide to do and create Nasty Girl Records. And it cuts to the next scene. And we see that them trying to approach Zadie to be the first artist to sign to them. And how it's going to be, you know, female ran the first female um, record label and you know how they are going to set history and they want Zadie and you know at first she's a little reluctant but she signs to Nasty Girl Records as she should and as they say she about to go all the way up <laughs> and they all toast to celebrate to a fresh start and we go into the next scene and we finally see whose cemetery the girls were at at the beginning of the episode. And remember episode eight when it went off, the fraud mom was telling her the only how she knew who Valeria was and all her information is because she was friends with her real mom and she passed away. So we see Valeria taking Thomas to the cemetery and it shows who name was on a tombstone and it was Valeria's biological mom who died in 2019. So she opens up, tells him how she was an orphan and, you know, she doesn't have any family and, you know, he kind of grabs her hand and consoles her and says, you didn't have any family. You do now. So even though this was a little shotgun wedding, you know, at the one date, Thomas seems like a nice guy. Let's hope for the best. <laughs> so we go into the next scene and we see they decide to make a call because everything is going great. It goes from scene to scene. We see uh, Eric and Naomi, they kind of 
having their own little thing, getting used to living with each other. Eric trying to get some little kisses on the side. You know, it showed Valeria bonding with her husband. It showed Chill finally getting some sleep. It showed Muffin doing her thing. Everything is looking good. They've signed Zadie. They got Nasty Girl records. So, you know, now this whole time on the show, it made it look like at first they were at Brianna's uh you know, at her burial site, like she passed away. Everybody gets emotional when they talk about her, about how they miss her. So they're making us think Brianna is gone. Because remember, it was like a flat line on episode eight. However, they like, you know what? Everything going good. We need to make one call and tell somebody else the news. And as they make that call, we go to Pedras Blanca's Costa Rica child. And they playing that song, I know you want to be with a nasty girl. And we see Professor Sex, a.k.a. Brianna. She's sitting there having a look. You know, Miami Vice drinking shit. <laughs> Looking like she is just recovering peacefully. We see her children uh, roll up and we see a happy at peace Brianna. So we see Brianna is still alive. And they did that beautifully, which when the girls were on the Breakfast Club promoting the show, Eve is pregnant and she was saying on how they handled it well and filmed the show well. So I'm guessing they're going to do it like she's, you know, recovering on vacation after everything she'd been through from finding out her husband had an affair in her bedroom and then him dying and then, you know, getting shot. She probably needs some time for herself with her children. So she's probably going to be off for a while, like on vacation and recovering. And then by the time season two hits, she'll probably be back because she is a series regular. So this was a really good episode. I give it a 10. And I'm so excited about Remy Ma coming on. And I'm hoping that she'll be a series regular. I mean, this show just gets better and better and better. I'm loving how they got the female MCs on there, the female singers. Like, I'm just loving this whole show. And I'm going to continue to support this show that comes on ABC, which is a really big network. And this is a really big deal. So I hope you guys enjoyed my recap. I hope you guys come back next week for my recap of episode 10 titled Nasty Girl Records. And in the previews, we see that the girls are all together getting the um the record label off the ground. They're going around promoting it. Uh, it's for women by women uh, record label. And we got Zadie doing interviews and she's opening up to what happened um, with the guy, Frank Black, who was like uh, the biggest producer in the game. So they're going to be going after them and then we're going to see who he is. So yeah, episode 10 looks even better. And we even see it looks like in the preview, we get another performance from Zadie. So that's something good to look forward to. Do not forget to come back Friday for our snowfall in fri on Friday's wind down. And it will be uploaded that night. So you got time to, you know, eat, have a drink, have a smoke, do whatever you do. Even if it's just tea and water and come back and enjoy my recap on snowfall we are doing season four and we are getting prepared for season five because i can't wait you know what i'm saying and then we get our power book two that returns the weekend and it left us with a big ass cliffhanger we got lorenzo tejada out of prison so we're gonna pick up right where we left off at as always 
Thank you guys for your support. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to check out the podcast. Share the podcast because we're trying to grow over here. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget, if you want me to recap anything you like, it could be an album or um, a TV show, documentary, movie. All you have to do is inbox me or email me. I promise you, I do not mind. If you just give me a couple days to check out what you send, I'll check it out and I will do my recap. As always, it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.